You are listening to the weekly podcast of Life Change Christian Church. We pray you enjoy today's message. against you. It's time to look fear in the face. It's time to go through the storm. It's time to not run from, but to run to. It's time to go into the enemy's camp and take back what is seen to have been taken over. It's time for us to stand, to take a weapon and to stand our post. It's time to be able to see the opposition and not to complain, to murmur, to look with eyes of pessimism, but to see it an opportunity the ops report first Corinthians 5 19 says it so eloquently For a wide door, as it comes up on the screen, of effective work has opened to me. However, there are many adversaries. The title of this message as we're dealing with church crisis is the ops report. For Paul is writing in this book of Corinth to a church in Ephesus. As he was writing to Corinth, he was speaking of where he was in Ephesus. And as he was writing, he said to the church in Corinth, as I read it again, there is there is, can we bring the scripture up again, please? There is a wide door for effective work open. But in the same breath, he said, but there are many adversaries. As Paul was given his report, his ops report, while he was in a city, 
he made it very clear he was giving the ops report to the church of Corinth and he was trying to give them a sense of what was going on and he said although there's effective work it's open but at the same time there is opposition opportunity a set of circumstances that makes it possible thank you for that to do something whereas adversity is where we could also think of opposition which is something that goes opposite direction of the opportunity as we're dealing with church crisis, I want to talk to leaders. I want to talk to those who have a calling, who have a mandate over their life, who has passion to do certain things, whether it's in business, whether it's in your home, whether it's in your education, whether it's wherever, whatever part of the world, whether it's bringing peace, whether it's trying to maintain a family, whether it's your economics, whatever it is, I want to remind you that oftentimes when there is opportunity, oftentimes where there you see something that could be effective, be mindful that what comes with that also comes adversity, also comes opposition. And oftentimes we face in the church, we even face in our, uh, our families, could face in relationships, could face in economics, could face in trying to go to another level in business, in our personal endeavors, whatever it is, be mindful that there will always oftentimes be adversity. Now the problem is, is that we sometimes look at more of the adversity that then can affect the opportunity. We've sometimes been so ingrained, whether in our childhood or whether in uh, 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 people not being there, supporting, talking, affirmations, all of that, that we more tend to look at the adversity. Matter of fact, it's human nature that oftentimes we look at more of what the problem is more than what the blessing is within even a problem. Within my some odd years of living, I have learned that even in every problem, it's it's two-sided. It's not just one side. You know, many of us, even within the church, thank you, Susan, many of us so many times want to be blessed, want to be blessed, want to, but we pray for blessing, pray for, but do you realize oftentimes when you pray for a blessing, that means you're praying for something to change, you're looking for something different. And do you realize that anytime you are praying for change, it will come with opposition. In order for it just to change, there has to be opposition to create the change. And so oftentimes we focus on bless, 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 but not ready for the opposition that will come for you to get the blessing. And so oftentimes when it's God is moving, when opportunity is coming, when effective work is about to happen, can it possibly be that just like Paul noticed we could be so focused on the adversary 
focus on what the problem is focused on what somebody said what somebody's doing what somebody how it's happened that we miss the opportunity i want to talk to a church that can use this ops report to get them to another level in their faith in their growth in their church in winning souls and seeing transformation wherever you are might be as small as yourself sometimes the greatest adversary could be ourselves way of thinking procrastination telling ourselves what we can't do before we even try to do the opportunity speaking ourselves out of the blessing that God has spoke praying but never putting feet to the prayers <laughs> come on somebody searching but never taking time to then go out to find oh I'm in the somebody's house today Paul had an effective a door open that was effective of reaching the God of reaching people let me give you some historical background to this because so many times we could just take snippets but don't understand what Paul was really dealing with well Paul went into this city called Ephesus and in Ephesus there was a major economic boom dealing with selling statutes of idols there was a man by the name of Demetrius. He was a silversmith. Demetrius, I find so funny because Demetrius literally means it's connected to God. So in the name, God is connected. But this person was known, became rich, became one who made a booming profit off of being a silversmith, selling idols of Diana and of Artemis to, in Ephesus. He was a craftsman, entrepreneur, business person. And because of the idol worship, he made a killing off of this product. And here it is, Paul comes into Ephesus and there's an opportunity available for Christ to become known to a people that did not know Christ. Now, when we talk about, and I'm going to try to connect this in, because Paul also spoke of, I believe in the book, actually in Ephesians, he even talked about principalities, wickedness, rulers, in high places Paul literally was dealing with a system in place in Ephesus that was being used to make people rich being used to keep people blinded to worshiping idols to keep people in a way a mindset of thinking dependent on these idols to get them to be who they were so in other words, it became a culture. And Paul came in literally bringing Christ, which literally was transforming a culture. 
Now, I know, I know, I know many people think that the enemy's after you, that there's strongholds and this and that after you. But let me broaden this because the church has become in crisis because we've become so narcissistic that it's about me versus it being what it really ought to be about. Principalities deals with governmental authorities, wickedness deals with how things are done that can affect economy, rulers that's being used to set policies in place to create where people stay down, where the Imago Dei, the image of God is not recognized, where folks are running after things versus after him. Principalities, wickedness, rulers, Ephesians chapter six, Paul uses warfare analogies as he thought about the Romans and the different ones who was governing that area, that region. He then uses those terms as analogies of what was going on and how it was affecting the people. How what Romans were doing, how they were governing, how people could see how those effects affects the culture, affects the community. And so Paul then uses how the same thing that we see physically, it also can be understood spiritually. And so when Paul comes in, he's just sharing. He sees an opportunity for people to get to see something different, to, to, to obtain Christ, to live in a different way of thinking, where they would not be taken advantage of economically, where they could broaden their scope to see that this idol that seems to be such a major thing in its culture, that God is greater. That they don't have to be dependent on a thing, but they can understand who God is and be free. Come on, somebody. It can be liberation. It can bring transformation to a way of doing, a way of being, a way of thinking. And that becomes a threat. Church, how are we becoming a threat? To culture. To the way of things being done. To even what we've so been accustomed to within our cultural church traditions cultural church traditions meaning that if you go into certain churches that are labeled for we even have labeled churches based on their ethnicity based on their race based on certain things you will find in certain churches certain traditions that go down and we hold it to be true and if folks don't conform to that tradition, if they don't conform to the way you're, you're speaking, if they don't conform to the, to the, to the how you, what you're wearing, to the legalistic stuff that may be part of that tradition, then you don't have Christ. Or they question, do you have Christ? Today, 
I want to break this down because the church is in crisis because we have allowed legalism, we've allowed culture, we've allowed ethnicity, we've allowed social economic situations to come in to disrupt what God is trying to do in the world. We've got to get to a point where the church is not a threat to anything because we're not dealing with the what Ephesians 6 speaks of, what Paul was speaking of, what Paul dealt with, where there was an effective door open, but the adversary had come in. Literally, what Paul was doing created a riot within Ephesus. Demetrius got so mad that he tried to get the government against what Paul was saying, the people against what Paul was saying. And to that point, Paul became a threat in Ephesus. Paul said, he said, God's made by human hands and no gods at all. And so what Paul ended up doing, he created a danger. He created where, what Demetrius was banking off of. Paul came in and disrupted his business, disrupted his economical affairs, disrupted how the economics was being played within that city. So in other words, if you're gonna affect the economics of what was being sold and what was making money, now you're affecting the empire. Oh, if you're affecting the economics in the empire, then there's a problem. Church, are we affecting anything that can affect economics, affect political, affect religious, affect? That's what Paul was getting at. Stop using this scripture out of context of, of you know, principalities, wicked rulers, and, I'm like, and, and it's just about you. But until we get to the point where what we are doing as a church is disrupting economics, disrupting political, extra, disrupting party lines, disrupting uh, uh, the way that we have polarized ourselves with denominations, with religious. Uh, can we broaden the scope and deal with humanity? That God is concerned about those who are poor, those who are marginalized, those who are outcasts, those who have little, those immigrants, when we as a church deal with those principalities, rulers and wickedness in high places that's creating division and wars and rumors of wars, church, there is no easy pass for this. Until we get to the point where we rise up and bring peace to where there's conflict, begin to uh, uh, bring prophetic words to nations that are using the Bible and weaponizing the Bible, weaponizing the talk, weaponizing things to take a stance of why they feel justified to do what they do, it'll continue to be crisis. This man created a riot conflict tried to make Paul look as if he was the enemy when all the while he was just concerned about his economic situation may I say to the church we've got to just start disrupting and start disturbing and get out and make a voice get out and make our presence known get out and make our uh, who who what the scriptures truly say 
versus using the scriptures to weaponize and to take a stance of, of us being right and they being wrong, of one over the other, of who's going to hell and who's going to heaven. Somebody said those who preach going to heaven may be the ones in hell and those who say hell may be the one. You don't know who you're going to find. <laughs> All of that to say that this is a great opportunity for the church in the midst of adversary, in the midst of opposition to be used greatly by God. Now, the crazy part is, is that when we find the church doing this, you will find people that are very close to you that ain't with you. You will find those who are in the church opposing and being the adversary to the very thing that you know God has called for you to do. You may find the ones who you think are with you may not be as much with you as they are against you. But I'm here to encourage somebody that now is the time. It's an effective door. There is an opportunity that is waiting for you where God wants to use you to impact your home, your world, your children, your generation, your community. God wants to use your voice. He wants to use your presence. He wants to use everything that he's given you even in the midst of adversity and so what am i saying to you what am i saying i want to make this very clear that oftentimes and if somebody watching today you may be all the way in africa you may be in europe you may be in the uk you may be in canada you may be in jamaica i'm here to encourage you do not allow adversity to stop you from what God has called for you to do. It may be a different method. It may be a different way of thinking. It may be something that the church has never seen before, but as God has given it to you to be able to bring liberation, hope, justice, healing, blessings, deliverance, favor upon a people, upon a nation, upon a land, upon a situation, my God, as you're scrolling, as you're tuning, as you're watching, as you may see the rail, as you may get a glimpse of a brief message if you're on the podcast if you're watching today or if you're watching this week or if you're watching somewhere before the end of the year God wants he's creating a door of opportunity and this door doesn't seem to be likable this door may not be where you're getting applauded this door may not be where you're going to go in and get accolades matter of fact you may face the hardest times of your life it may be so much adversity around you and opposition around you naysayers around you people that say that for you but really behind the scenes they're against you and trying to work against you trying to pray against you praying p-r-e-y against you trying to come against everything that you hear what god is saying but I want to say that that is an opportunity for God's using an effective door God does great when there is adversity he also creates an open and effective door for you who is that for this morning I see you sister Susan thank you who else who else who else is that for who else is that for because oftentimes we've looked at adversity as being the devil 
we said all oh, the devils against me all oh, the devil but could i say it's time to stop looking at the adversary the devil what's against you and you need to look at what is there in the midst of adversity it's an open door it's an opportunity it's where god get, wants to be used it's in the midst of all of the craziness the demons the wolves the the the, the things that we're not comfortable with god wants to put you in there to be able to shake things up for be able to use your voice be able to use your presence be able to use what you know to transform the world time out for the church just being the church's choir i can't be the church's choir anymore what i am is what i am and what i am is to be able to go into the highways go to places where i know they don't think like me they don't believe like me they don't pray like me they don't dress like me they don't act like me they don't they may even have a different gender than me a different sexuality all of that <laughs> and that's where i want to be somebody said it this way greatness is not measured by what a man or a woman accomplishes but by the opposition he or she has overcome to reach his or her goals church god wants us out in the thicket not to be contentious not to try to boast and say i'm a, a christian not to try to throw the bible at them and try to condemn and guilt people but to be there to show the love of god somebody said when adversity comes your way when opposition comes your way look at it like this be like seeds stop looking at the dirt but look at it as a process of growth and so paul went into ephesus and he assessed he saw the issues and it did not stop him riots broke out craziness took all type of opposition, feeling isolated, feeling marginalized, feeling as if he was the problem, feeling as if there was no love. Many of us go into church and we'll fall out, have, be offended because somebody said something, somebody didn't say to me, somebody didn't hug me, somebody didn't like me, somebody didn't do something, something. They didn't do what I said or they're not falling. What the, I'm, the, 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 I'm so sick of it that I can't be a part of it arguing over chairs, arguing who's there, arguing who's not, arguing who's a part, arguing who's done. I want to be where God is. And where is God? Claiborne said it like this. He's in the rubble. And Palestine He's with the victim in Israel. He's not a God of sides. He's a God of humanity. Therefore, I want to sit with those who got issues and beefs. 
For God so loved the world that he gave. Could he give you this morning? Could he give you to a country? Could he give you to a state? Could he give you to a family? Could he give you to a relationship? Could he give you to a situation? Could he give you to a circumstance? Could he give you that people would not perish but through you find him, through you find Jesus, through you find life, through you find abundance, through you find hands and feet being used of him transform a world church we're in a crisis if all we do is dance shout ask for tithes preach to make you think the way I think I don't want you to think the way I want you to think I want you to get into the mind of God and see how he's wired you how he's molded you and what he's saying to you to be a transformer in the world. Woo, this is deep. Opposition versus opportunity. Opposition brings opportunity. Stop running against opposition. Stop fighting against opposition. Stop trying to act like opposition. Run into it, because it could be an opportunity for your blessing, for your favor, for God's deliverance, for breakthrough, for you to get to another level. How many are willing to see opposition and to stand, to fight, to make a stance, to be able to still be there in riots and all of that and still love, still forgive, still operate, still have peace, still have joy. Stop crying looking more at what the devil is doing. What's going on now is an opportunity in our world for God to get the glory. It's an opportunity for God's glory to come to like what he has promised that he will come again. This cannot not happen without God coming that much more closer to humanity. And so God, I thank you that in the midst of opposition, in the midst of war, in the midst of famine, in the midst of the uh, craziness, that Father is an opportunity for the church to be what the church is called for what it's to be, to be able to be a voice, to be able to show love, to be able to bring peace, to be able to be used to you to transform hey glory to God how many are with me how many are willing to transform their world transform their lives transform their families transform things around them because they will allow God the opportunity to use them for his glory Woo, I'm not looking back I'm moving ahead. I'm moving forward. It's an ops time. This is the ops report for the church today. Either the church can be used and see this as an opportunity or it can be opposition. And woe unto the church that sees adversity as opposition. Because oftentimes God will allow opposition, adversity to come to bring forth salvation. Y'all don't believe me? 
Let's go through some of the texts. Let's go through. Here's Bible for you. Here's Bible for you. Here's Bible for you. He used, my God, adversity to get Abraham, to get his son Isaac to a chopping block. And in that adversity, in that opposition, there became an opportunity that a ram came. And he took the ram and he slaughtered it to Hey, come on, somebody. God will use adversity that when there was riotous living and when folks was in sin, he used Noah to build an ark. And where there was adversity and talk and laughter and making Noah feel like he was crazy, God used the adversary to have Noah to build an opportunity. Oh my God, when there was adversity in Egypt, when Pharaoh enslaved folks, and when Pharaoh was using a culture to do stuff that was not meant for the Imago Dei of them, when God, my God, when Pharaoh was killing the young, God used an adversity to create an ark for Moses to lie in. That adversary brought an opportunity for Mo, for my God, for Moses. Come on, Moses. Come on, Moses. So when Moses went to Pharaoh and he said, let my people go, he said, God, there's an adversity there. I have a stuttering problem. Pharaoh won't believe me. How can me go up against a Pharaoh, a king, a system? But God said, this is an opportunity for Pharaoh to know who the true and living God is. And when they ask who is, who is, who is, tell them I am, that I am, that I am. It's an opportunity. And so Moses went to Pharaoh and said, let God's people go. And my God, in the midst of an adversity, opportunity arose. Where millions of people were set free. But then they got to the waters of adversity. It was called the Red Sea. They could not get go back. They were stuck in the middle. What do you do when you're in the middle of an adversity? You can't go back to that brokenness. Can't go back to that abuse. Can't go back to the poverty. Can't go back to where you came from. But you're stuck in the middle. I'm here to let you know that God is a ho-ho-ho. It loves adversity. That in the middle, there's a Red Sea in front of you. Pharaoh's behind you. But what does God do in adversity? He opens up the Red Sea and leads you through a great path. What do you do when there's adversity? Well, talk to Miriam. Miriam got her tambourine and she went to dancing. She went to shouting. She went to screaming. That's why when there's adversity, stop murmuring, stop complaining, stop looking at the adversity and start giving God a praise because it's an opportunity for God to get glorified. It's an opportunity for God to show up. It's an opportunity for
for God to show out what's going on right now in Israel, in Palestine. It's an opportunity for God to come in the midst of the rubble, to come in the midst of the sickness, to come in the midst of the pain, to come in the midst of the confusion, to come in the midst of the mess that show up and show out. So God, we want to thank you that you're a God that allows adversity for it to only become an opportunity. You want to talk? Let me give you another person. When Israel was up against a, a giant and they forgot about a young man by the name of David, they thought of forgot about him, thought he couldn't do nothing, was a misfit. But David came in the midst of adversity and the little that he had, five rocks and a slingshot. And it was an opportunity for not only Israel, but it was an opportunity for David, where what they said he could not do, what they tried to make him do, David said, I don't need what the system would give me. I don't need the king's armor. I don't need a king who's not even bold enough to go into warfare himself. But I've got what it takes. I want to say to somebody, stop looking at your adversary of what they have and look at what you've got. It's an opportunity for God to use you with no education, with no predictions, with not the right stuff in place. God will use you, David, to take a sling and a rock and knock the giant down. Adversary became David's opportunity. I can go on and on and on and on, but I won't for the sake of time. But I'll close with this. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, the adversary, Satan, that's where we get the Satan from. It's literally adversary. Something that was opposing him came to Gethsemane at his weakest point. At a point when he felt like it wasn't an opportunity. At a point when he wanted to give up. At a point where he felt hopeless. At a point where he felt despair. Humanly, that is. But then he went to the Father. Somebody, all you need is to go to the Father. Get in the presence of the Lord. Stop looking at what is trying to overtake you. And see how God's going to use it, you to overtake it. Oh my God, I got to stop because I'm getting excited here. If I, I think I'm preaching to myself, God will use you and show you what's in you. He'll use the it in you. He'll use the Holy Spirit. He'll use what he's given you. He'll use your hands. He'll use your mouth. He'll use your presence. He'll use your feet. He'll use whatever he's got to do. All you got to do is stop looking at the adversary and say, not my will, but your will be done. And what Jesus was saying was, God, use this as an opportunity for all to see your glory. So they stretched him high, hung him high, stretched him wide. But for me, but for you, for somebody as an adversary, they thought they had him. But they didn't know it was just an opportunity for God's glory to be revealed. And so, I close. Whatever's trying to consume you, 
if you look at it the right way, church, it could be the very thing that God can use for you to consume it. So stop trying to be like everyone. Stop trying to act like everyone. And let God use the church to be the church. Love, mercy, justice. Open the blinded eyes. Lay hands on the sick. My God, feed the hungry. Be a voice for the voiceless. Be one that will bring justice. Bring one that will bring love. Take the, oh my God, plank out of your eyes. Stop looking at the plank in somebody else's eyes. And my God, be able to look at it as a speck. And if you look at it as a speck, souls will get saved. Lives will be changed. Principalities will, my God, be dissolved. Generational curses will be deceased. Somebody give God a 30-second praise. That's the ox report. I stand by it. That's my message. I confirm this message. And my name is Pastor Carl Jefferson of Life Change Virtual Church all around the world. Take your arts report and look adversity in the eyes and say, no, this is my opportunity for God to arise, shine, and let the enemies be scattered. We'll be back next week as we continue to deal with this crisis in the church. God bless. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.